Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for waking me up this morning, giving me the activities of my lamp, and for blessing me. Sometimes they say favor ain't fair, but sometimes we're talking about fair, hey, it's not always equal. So I made it. I'm dealing with these gadgets and gadgets, and I finally took my phones and iPads and stuff out the box, and trust and believe, it has been a hot mess. But I'm going to let it do what it do. So I don't have my microphone plugged in today because I learned that Somehow, I don't know if the Internet or what it is, but somehow it starts skipping, and when it starts skipping, and people can't hear every word that is being said. So I'm using my phone, even though I just bought a new mic, but that's going to be, it's okay. It's okay. That's all I can say. It's okay. So I want to start the show off today, as today's topic is entitled Self-Care. Now, many of you know me personally know that I have a birthday coming up. And even though I have a birthday coming up, starting tomorrow, I'm going to celebrate my birthday for a whole week. I got things planned. I got some stuff I need to do. And when I say some things that I need to do, it's not about being selfish. Because we talk about self-care. Self-care is what we consider a buzzword that many individuals talk about to do. Now, I know that COVID is still out there, so trust and believe, I am going to make sure that I am safe and I'm not around a bunch of people, So, but I am going to enjoy my, my birthday. Now, when we talk about individuals fail to engage in self-care, some individuals may confuse it with being selfish, so that's why I threw that out there. Yet, when it comes to the care of oneself, many may either, if you don't take care of yourself, you can lack the energy to either take care of somebody else or even just to do things on a day-to-day basis. So today's show is designed to address the importance of self-care, and I know I've talked about this before, but neglect has consequences. And I know my overeating had its consequences and all that, so I kind of see it, but I'm going to give my sexy back. But when I say neglect has consequences, so we need to do better when it comes to our personal care, our mental health, um, physically and financially, also within relationships with others. When we talk about, now you guys know that the show is hosted by myself, Jeanette Apney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And, yes, when I was doing the video, you could still hear the fans blowing because I'm still getting my house done. So not only am I taking care of myself, I'm taking care of my personal assets too because I know that if you have a home, and you don't take care of your house, that sucker will just fall apart. Because I've been running into some things that I'm just like, really, i got to get that stuff done? But self-care and taking care of things, I call it take care of your business, okay? So, again, if you want to call in on the show and you want to share as we talk about self-care, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because I do want to hear your comments. I know that a lot of individuals are grieving. Some individuals just celebrated Easter. There's a lot of things that are going on. Some people got their stimulus checks, so they think that they're taking care of themselves by going to the mall and eating out at all these fast food places and doing all of that stuff. But what do you consider or how do you take care of yourself? You know, when we talk about self-care, I'm looking at this on Facebook, I'm like, I don't know how this makes my teeth look kind of funny, so uh, I need to get that taken care of, too. Well, my teeth really don't look like that. But <laughs> dental hygiene is important, so that is a part of your overall self-care, too. But if your mouth is raggedy, that could be a hot, especially, I don't know why, when a woman's mouth is raggedy, sometimes we let men, we'll give men a pass. But when a woman's mouth is raggedy, that's not good. Okay. So, again, let's get started. 
when we talk about self-care, it's so funny because when I just saw this, I saw some teeth. I was like, ooh, I just said that. When we talk about self-care and what does it mean to you, I indicated first that there's different areas of our life that we need to practice self-care. And a lot of times we start stressing over things. I mean, sometimes individuals go out of their way. They think they got to have the most expensive car, the most expensive dress, the most expensive hairdo. I went and bought some hair the other day. I was like, really? I have this much hair? And I got to pay this much for the person to do it? But it's okay. It's okay because, you know, I got some hair, but it's going to come right now because my arthritis is kicking my butt. But when we start talking about self-care, if you don't take care of yourself when you're young, it can come out and bite you in the butt later on when you get older. You know, a lot of times we tell kids to, you know, I, I'm still starting to understand why they make kids take naps in school. Kind of helps their attention span. And I, I used to see when people got older, they would always take naps. Naps are important. So sleep is also part of your self-care. Because if you don't get adequate sleep or if you don't meditate, you will be grumpy and grouchy and everything else. So when we talk about what is self-care, self-care basically describes a conscious act that one takes in order to promote their own physical, mental, and emotional health. Now, we know that there are different, many forms of self-care, a lot of different forms of self-care, and that's what we're going to be talking about that. But the first one I talked about was sleep. Get you some sleep. I remember I used to go get my nails done, and I don't know if I was just looking whoa, tired, what. But when I would go in there, every time the lady, before she would do my nails, she would tell me, go take a nap. Go take a nap. And I thought it was cute. So I started thinking, what am trying to tell me? But she knew every two weeks, she knew my schedule, she knew how hard I worked, she knew I was constantly seeing clients throughout the day, but then I would always take the time to go get my nails done, my, my manicure and my pedicure. Because that's another thing. If your feet go up, we saw when COVID hit, people thought, oh, I'm going to be good. I'm going to save me some money. People started seeing a true self. Our hair was jacked up. Our nails were growing all over the place. Our feet were kind of rubbing on the sheets. You know, I was like, ooh, wait. But they thought that some individuals started having little mobile places and they were going to places and getting stuff done. But, again, Self-care is defined as a multi-dimensional, multi-facet process for purposes, engaging activities, and strategies of what we have to take care of ourselves. Self-care is also vital for building resilience, meaning when you take care of yourself, you're not as stressed out as most people, and that's because you're able to balance things. And you're also able to be aware of your stressors. Now, I'm kind of sideways here because I'm trying not to show all of this junk in my closet because um, I'm cleaning up to do. But when we start talking about the stressors in our life, there are some things that we know we can't eliminate. Like I said, right now, we're just going to have to adapt to COVID until we figure this out. Some individuals are becoming vaccinated. Some individuals are not becoming vaccinated. My cop, my brother-in-law sent me a text last night and was talking about that people are dying and they're not reporting it, and some individuals are complaining about the shots. I mean, everybody has their own things. We don't want to make this a political issue, but by the same token, we do need to take care of ourselves. And if those of you that are in Oceanside and you know Mother Parks, and that was Ms. Parks, my girl, please pray for her family because her son right now is in the ICU where he's having symptoms of COVID. And not sure if she has it. Heard that a lot of them around that vicinity that was in the home did. I haven't been over there in a whole year because I was trying to stay away from her because I didn't want to be exposing or exposing her or anything like that. But Ms. Parks, I love you. I will call you today because I am aware that your son is in the hospital and I see you with COVID. Now, when we start talking about some of the things that we cannot control, 
unfortunately, however, there are many people view things as self-care as, like we said, luxury rather than a priority. But it is definitely a priority because consequently, they, if we are feeling overwhelmed, we're feeling tired, we would like challenges and changes, you will see when it's important for you to assess, first of all, how are you taking care of yourself? That's what I want to know. I know my son sometimes get on my last nerve, and I told him I was going to block this, but he still keeps trying to send me text messages and phone calls and stuff like that. My daughter had me laugh because my daughter said, well, you know you don't know. He knows you don't know how to block nobody. But what she don't know is I do know how to block somebody because I blocked them before. Now, one of the reasons why I had to block them is because I told him yesterday by 1 o'clock, you called me 13 times. You get it on my nerves. So in order for me not to go off mentally, sometimes i got to separate myself from certain people and places and things. So you have to, again, assess how you're caring for yourself in the different domains, whether it is your mind, your body, or your spirit. And this information is not only coming from me, but I found an article entitled VeryWellMind.com, and they speak on this because they first to take care of your body. You know, people used to say, if you don't move it, you can lose it. Oh, my God. I used to talk about how I didn't like to exercise, how they want. If you don't take care of your body, like I said, I got a birthday coming up, it is a task just to sometimes get in the bathtub. I was wondering why they had those little doors for older people where they could open the bathtub to get in and out. I'm like, really? <laughs> I got to do aerobics just to get the bathtub. So lifting your arms, you know, I guess I've been complaining about my body hurting so bad. Now my grandson is doing the same thing. He'd be like, my shoulder hurts. I think I just connected somebody that was trying to call me. If I did, you got to call me back because somebody was just trying to call me. I got to figure these phones out. I really got to figure them out because I have no idea what I'd be doing. I don't know what I did, but I did something. Okay. So when we start talking about, like I said, the physical care includes fueling your body, how much you sleep you're getting, how much physical activity you're doing, and how well you're caring for your physical needs. Attending appointments, if you're on medication, making sure that you are compliant with your medication regimen, and managing your health are all part of what's called physical self-care. And like I said, I know with COVID, a lot of individuals have not been able to get their regular mammograms or pap smears or you know, going to the dentist because a lot of things was either closed or it was limited to the number of people that they were seeing, but we still have to take care of that because when it comes to your physical health, ask yourself the following question to assess how you're doing in these areas or where you need to improve. Are you getting adequate sleep? You know, some people, we know how many hours we get. We got CPAP machines. We got to leave out there because we got to lose weight. So with the feedback machine, when you wake up in the morning, I press that button just to see if I got a happy face, a sad face, and how many hours that I've slept. Your diet fueling your body well. Diet is important. What you put in your body. Now, many of us look for Easter. Yeah, I did. I did the dressing, the yams, the greens. I cheated on a potato salad. My daughter did the macaroni and cheese. So we had this big old meal. So when we start talking about our diet, we know that some of that food makes us feel real lethargic. We get real tired when we eat a lot of food. But you want to make sure you have a healthy and balanced diet. And are you taking charge of your health? And are you getting enough exercise? Now, I'm doing better. I ain't going to say I'm great, but I'm doing better. Now, another area that we talk about, not only with our physical health, we talk about self-care, social self-care. As a therapist, I've been getting a lot of calls from individuals, and their main two concerns are depression 
and anxiety. And a lot of times we talk about children, many children, I got to stress my nose because the, the dust from the floor is coming in my room, but my father is here, but many children are not getting their social needs met. They're not socializing. You know, it's kind of like, do we go to school? Do we don't go to school? Do we, you know, do we hang out? Do we associate with our friends? Do we not associate with our friends? But socialization is a key to self-care. But we have to be mindful. And we also have to make sure that we make time for friends because it's easy to neglect your relationship when life gets busy. You know, that's why I'm glad I'm taking off tomorrow and I'm going to be gone for about three days. And then after that, I'm going to be going to Glen Ivy. And then from Glen Ivy, I'm trying to go to a winery so I can go listen to me some music and have me a good time. I deserve it. I know I deserve it. This phone, this phone, this phone. Okay, so I deserve it. But when we start talking about social um, self-care, close connections are important to your well-being. Now, even if you can't see a person, give them a call. Connect with the people. Let them know you care about them, you're concerned about them, you love them. And the best way to cultivate and maintain close relationships is to put time and energy building your relationship with others. But, again, it has to be a healthy relationship. I'm not talking about no toxic relationship. I'm not talking about being concerned because you've been with this person for 20, 30, 40 years and you know it's not healthy. I'm talking about a healthy relationship because there isn't a certain number of hours that you should devote to your friends or your work or your relationship, but everyone has slightly different social needs. And the key is to figure out what your social needs are, and to build enough time in your schedule to create the optimum social social life. I have a pool table that I had in my old house that I brought to my rental property where I'm at, and it's kind of been inoperable for a minute. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my living room, put my pool table up, go in there some nights, shoot me some pool, listen to me some blues, listen to me some jazz, and I'm going to have me a good time. And if I want to invite somebody over to shoot some pool or something, or we want to go in the backyard and hang out at barbecue, we're going to do that. And that's how we start socializing. So people won't be saying, i got to stay in the house all day. I can't go nowhere. But, again, that's how you socialize with other people. Some individuals are having, like, Zoom meetings or Zoom birthday parties or, you know, Zoom dating where they were dating virtually. But you've got to make sure that you socialize with other people and don't get too busy to where you isolate yourself. So I want to say with the social self-care, ask yourself these questions. Are you getting enough face-to-face time with your friends? And what are you doing to nurture your relationship with friends and family? And like I said, please make sure it's healthy, not unhealthy relationships. Now, the third one that they talk about is mental self-care. The way you think and things are are that fill in your mind will greatly influence your psychological well-being. That is important. Because how you feel about yourself, about others, is going to have a big prediction on how you interact and engage with other people. Now, and we also been seeing on the news where mental health has become a big issue with individuals with these mass shootings, domestic violence, child abuse. Individuals are becoming stressed out. So, and some individuals, and I'm not saying that it's all mental health, but some individuals, when we talk about mental health, they have or they are they may have predisposing issues. It could also be hereditary. But if you are noticing that you or your loved one is experiencing some symptoms of some mental health issues, please get some help. You can call NAMI, you can call two one one, you can utilize your mental health insurance, but get some help. I know that people are becoming frustrated as they've been trying to connect with therapists and they've been not been very 
successful because a lot of individuals are not um, accepting insurance clients. But find out if your insurance network will allow you to see an out-of-network provider. Utilize your EAP services because some therapists like myself are contracted with mental with um, EAP services or contact BetterHelp. There's a lot of online platforms, but talk to someone and get assessed to make sure that you are meet, getting your mental health needs taken care of. Now, mental health care includes doing things that keep your mind sharp, like puzzles. I remember my grandmother was notorious for crossword puzzles, and I used to like word search. You know, I, I bought me a word search. That means search for a doggone word yet. But I noticed that that keeps my eyes sharp, meaning that trying to find those words and those little bitty, you know, circle them and all of that stuff. But puzzles, puzzles keep your mind sharp. Are learning about subjects that fascinate you. You might find reading books or watching movies that inspire you fuels your mind. My daughter and I, it seems like every weekend she had me binge watch movies. We watched a movie, a series called, I believe it was The Truth Hour. <laughs> and it was so good, I couldn't even go use the bathroom because I didn't want to miss anything. But it was a good show. But it was eight hours. We watched eight episodes. Now, mental health care also involves doing things that help you stay mentally healthy, practicing self-compassion, and acceptance. For example, you maintain a healthier inner dialogue. Now, here's the questions you can ask yourself as it relates to your mental self-care. Are you taking enough time for activities that mentally stimulate you? And are you doing proactive things to help you stay mentally healthy? Now, that is also important because a lot of times, we neglect our mental health. We think, oh, this too shall pass. It's going to get better, you know, which brings us to my next topic. It has to do with spiritual self-care. Now, prayer do work, but faith without work is dead, which that I know that's for a whole other show tomorrow is when I do the show from the pulpit to the couch where you receive biblical teachings. But research shows that a lifestyle including religion or spirituality it's generally a healthy lifestyle for a lot of different reasons because it gives you hope, you have faith. You know, sometimes when you're fellowshipping, you're socializing, so it does a lot. Now, I'm not just going to be speaking about religion and religious things and pagan and all of that, but we're talking about spiritually believing in something. Now, nurturing your spirit, however, does not, involve religion. It can involve anything that helps you develop a connection to the universe. Whether you enjoy meditation or attending a religious service or praying, spiritual self-care is important. And like I said, I know with COVID, a lot of individuals have not been to church because I have not, but I still get to watch a lot of different things. I listen to a lot of things. My daughter on Easter Sunday, she woke up and said, Mom, because we're not going to church and we're going to listen to the day. I was like, we're going to listen to T.D. Jakes, we're going to listen to Jamal Bryant. You know, we can because I got my favorites that I like listening to. Now, ask yourself the following questions when it comes to your spiritual health. Question, do you ask yourself about your life and experiences? And are you engaging in spiritual practices that you find fulfilling? I enjoy going to church. I enjoy fellowshipping. It wasn't about being entertained. I enjoy listening to the Word and the Word of God. I know we're having to improvise. I know we're doing certain things. I know some churches didn't close down, and I know some people will still be in disobedience. But um, I watched the lady that lives with me. She'd be in her little Zoom meetings or Bible studies praying, you do what you have to do to fulfill that so that you're taking care of yourself. The next one, emotional self-care. It is important to have a healthy coping skill to deal with uncomfortable emotions. 
like anger, anxiety, and sadness. Emotional self-care may involve activities that help you acknowledge and express your feelings on a regular basis. Some individuals take that as being vulnerable. Just because you're expressing your feelings doesn't mean that you're vulnerable. Because we have what's called emotional maturity. You know, a lot of individuals lack that, and they find it difficult to express complex emotions. But if you engage in emotional self-care, you know how you feel. You know why you feel the way you feel in most cases. But you're acknowledging that, and you're doing something about it. Meaning whether you talk to your partner, a close friend, about how you feel, you set aside time for leisure activity to help you process your emotions. You know, sometimes people say, well, I'm feeling some kind of way about this. Or, you know, I'm not in the mood right now to be associating with anyone. I'm going to take me a time out. But you have to know when you need that. So, like I said, emotional self-care. People are grieving. Some individuals are celebrating. We got a lot of stuff going on. We're not an emotional roller coaster nowadays. So, again, it's important. Incorporate emotional self-care into your life. So now you got to ask yourself these questions. Do you have healthy ways to express your emotions? And that doesn't mean just getting angry because up under the anger, there's a lot of things, a lot of other emotions. It could be frustration. It could be being annoyed. It could be being disappointed. It could be a whole lot of things that's up under your anger. But anger is actually what we express. Do you incorporate activities in your life that help you feel recharged? Joy and happiness is great. It's a choice. But how are you going to stay that way? How are you going to know when you slip it? Another thing is develop your self-care plan. And we can talk about that a little bit because a lot of time they say failing to plan is planning to fail. So we want to make sure that we are on top of things, that we are aware of how we're feeling, how we're acting, and how we're behaving. Because like I said, it is very, very important to take care of yourself. And a lot of times when individuals say, take care of yourself, many individuals don't even know what that means. Like I said, a lot of times I didn't. Now, I talked about five of them. So I'm looking at something, and it talks about the eight areas. So I don't want to bore you with a lot of these things, but I do want you to call in and share and give the listeners some tips and tools or some insights to some of the things that they may done or do to engage in appropriate self-care. Like I said, physical self-care involves movement of the body, health, nutrition, sleep, rest, physical touch, and sexual needs. Because a lot of times, but we're not talking about individuals just be going out there fornicating and doing what you want to do. But that is also part of a self-care tip. But don't use that as an excuse to go out and do things. Emotional, psychological self-care, emotional, professional self-care, environmental self-care, spiritual self-care is what we talked about, financial self-care. A lot of individuals can do better by fine-tuning their finances. And when I say fine-tuning your finances, we and I mean a week. I know my dad would be like, Mom, why you always got to say a week? Sometimes we do horribly when it comes to our financial self-care. Now, financial self-care involves being responsible with your finances, expenses, income, insurance, and savings, having a conscious relationship with money. Some people's relationship with money is horrible. Some individual relationship is very wasteful because they don't know no better. No one ever taught them how to invest, how to, you know, seeing that I've always been good with money because I made some bad decisions in my life that um, cost me dearly, trust and believe. You know, we talk about home ownership. 
We're talking about refinancing. Please be careful with stuff like that because individuals are getting caught up in loans that, you know, the housing market is, is right now it's a seller's market, not really a buyer's market. But those individuals that are out there buying it, even those that are in home ownership like myself, real estate can be a good investment. But be smart about it. Use wisdom. They're writing a lot of these loans and modifications to where you paying almost three times the amount of the house. You know, I've been trying to talk to someone and take care of some financial things, and I'm looking at these different interest rates, and they're putting people in mortgages that's $3,000, $5,000 a month. That is heavy on a lot of individuals when they're trying to figure out how am I going to take care of myself on top of keeping a roof over my head and rent. It's still cheaper to have home ownership than it is to rent. Some individuals are putting people in these interest-only loans where very little bit of the money is going towards the principal, and that's why it's taking people forever to pay some of these houses off. So, And you don't want to pay the whole house off because then you, you know, your credit is not moving. But, again, talk to a financial planner, someone that you feel you can trust. Game recognized game. And I'll never forget one time I had an accountant. He told me people pay for what they don't know. And um, I just started educating myself because I catch on real quick. So I never get caught up in all of that. So, And my mother always told me never have, never have more money than you can keep up with it. Because when people think you ain't paying attention to stuff, trust and believe. I'm a business owner. Stuff can come up missing. Or you can come up kind of short. So pay attention. Listen. But also make sure you know what's going on. So like I said, when we start talking about these individuals that are buying these homes and you, you're locked in a 15-year rate or a 30-year rate, I'm like, okay, I will be – are you sending me something on LinkedIn? I'm like, I'm 50-something-ish. I don't want no 30 year loan, and I'm going to be 80-something years old trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to pay a mortgage. So I'm trying to take care of some things so I can be comfortable within my next five years. Because a lot of individuals, we so busy, we want to live on the high end of things, but we're not thinking about what may happen tomorrow. I was watching a show with my daughter, and this man – Basically, he I, think, I don't know if it was called Intruders, but I know Megan Good played in it. But this man lost his house and didn't want to give it up and was sold it because he went to bankruptcy court, sold the house, was living up under the house, and was torturing the people that bought the house and would get out of my house. He was so connected to the house, but financially he lost it. So, therefore, like I said, be careful with your finance. Some examples include knowing where your income is coming from, also knowing where your expenses, knowing where and when they are due, and paying them on time. A lot of times we will put things on the back burner, oh, I'll wait, oh, I'll wait. You know, we got credit bureaus, and they be writing and delinquents, and they, be, they keep up with that kind of stuff. And you wonder why your interest rates be so high, but you got to know your FICA score. Pay attention to these things. Run a credit report on yourself sometimes just to make sure nobody's using your credit. I had to tell my daughter-in-law the other day, can you pay this um, annual bill since you got some money so my baby won't be in debt? Where you just sit up here and she got a bill? Ain't no way a child should have stuff in their names, ambulance bills and all of that mess. So, again, take care of your finances and save money wisely. Now, I'm not a financial planner. Like I said, my degree is in psychology, so I try to stay in my lane, but I've learned some things, and I've seen how the banks have changed things. My daughter had me watching another movie that had to do with um, banking, so I knew, but I caught on to some things. I was like, wow. But um, I would rather be the loner and not the borrower, because um, it's catch to that. So, again, self-care 
is a personal journey, but it is important to continually lock or look, with a lock, look after yourself by making sure you are aware of the habits and reflect on your own well-being. If you would like to explore the above, especially with finances, like I said, talk to a financial planner, somebody you can trust. I love Sirius Radio where on Saturday mornings they have a guy on there, I can't think of his name right now, he would always say spend more, no, spend less, save more, and invest the rest. Now, that's important that we also make wise investments. Now, I, I said something about the spiritual health care, and I want to say something about environmental self-care. Because many individuals, we don't pay any attention to that. Because I know as soon as my house is finished, i got some cleaning up to do. i got to throw some stuff away, donate some things, because they say one person's trash is another person's jewel, so I'm not going to just throw everything away because I know that some individuals can probably benefit off of some of the things that I do need to get rid of. But environmental self-care involves having or being organized. And I know I am not the most organized person in the world. That's why I can't let y'all see all my mess up in here. But being organized, well-maintained, and cluttered, please get rid of the clutter. Stop being a hoarder. When we start talking about being a hoarder in our businesses and our home environment, having clean clothes and well-maintained modes of transportation. You know, it's crazy. You go to somebody's house, you see a bunch of raggedy cars all in the driveway. You know, you walk in the room, and I know my, my house is, is okay. I can't, I can't right now. I can't take a client right now. You know, but one of the things is we got to declutter our home in our work environment, recycle as much as possible. Now, I know we don't get a lot back when we recycle like we used to years ago. I get that. But it still helps the environment to recycle. Donate to charity. Now, I am upset about this. I donated to 1877 Cars for Kids. And I am highly upset because when I donated to Cars for Kids, Cars for Kids picked up my car back in July, February, no, February. Whoever bought the car did not take that car out my name and they get parking tickets. I thought that there were two parking tickets. When Cars for Kids called me on Friday, it was Friday, they told me, Miss Abney, we just want to let you know we're taking care of the situation. We got in touch with the Moreno Valley the city of Moreno Valley, and I said, you know what? I was going to call you today. Those suckers told me it wasn't just two parking tickets. It was sick. I said, you know what? They're going to make me go do a drive-by and go pick my car up and say, thank you for fixing it. I appreciate it. But since you don't want to pay these parking tickets, if i got to pay them, give me my car back. So that is a problem. So when you donate to someone Please make sure the paperwork, because I did what I was supposed to do on my end. I filled out the paperwork for DMV for the release of liability. I did all of that. I gave it to the people. They didn't do what they were supposed to do on their end. Now they're working backwards, but although they're working backwards, I'm getting tickets and being notified, and I haven't even been to Moreno Valley. And then yet, when I filed the appeal, they're going to tell me, well, you was four days late responding, so you scored 177. No, no, I'm not. The devil is a liar. Now, so again, donate to charity, but be mindful of the charity that you're donating to. Clean up after each meal and keep on top of your laundry and the maintenance of your clothes. I know people like, Jeanette, you know you don't like folding laundry. No, I don't. But we do need to make sure that we are environmental with self-care. And reinvent and misuse space in your home. Now, a lot of times, some individuals are doing that. They're taking care of spaces in their home, um, building things. I know, um, God, I'm trying to think of the way my, my, my grandson called it. My daughter took a part of his room, a comfort, a comfort room or something, where he comfort corner, where when he gets upset, he got a certain area in his room where he can go and sit and 
and do whatever he got to do, pray, meditate, whatever, just calm down. We was watching a movie the other day, and he saw people arguing at each other. He was like, they need to go into their little comfort closet or their comfort room. I was like, well, at least he know what that's for and when to take a time out. Because that is very, very important. Because if you don't take that time out, if you don't engage in self-care, like I said, the neglect will get you. It will definitely get you in a lot of ways. Now, again, we still got 19 minutes left on the show. Give us a call or give me a call at 516-387-1914. I don't want to start messing with stuff, so I'm, I, I can't check any Facebook messages right now <laughs> or any text messages because, um, you know, me and these gadgets, I said I'm getting older, so I'm not as savvy with these things as in the back in the, in the past. But I want to say this. And I'm looking at something, and it is coming from everydayhealth.com. And that question is, what is self-care and why is it critical for your health, everyday health? Now, we know that self-care is anything you do to take care of yourself. When we talk about taking care of ourselves so that you can stay physically, mentally, and emotionally well, that means your well-being. Sometimes individuals say, well, how are you doing today? And people say, oh, I'm okay, oh, I'm fine. Supposed to be, oh, I'm well, if you're well. Now, when we start talking about being well, it's benefits are better physical, mental, and emotional health and well-being. Now, what are the benefits of practicing? And I gave you guys some things to do. But the benefit is when we start talking about self-care and anything you do to take care of yourself, research suggests that self-care promotes positive health outcomes through resiliency, living longer, and becoming better equipped to manage stress. How do you manage stress? Now, I was trying to get in touch with, I have a friend of mine, he's going to be 92 years old this year. He'd have been on CNN. He'd have been interviewed by Anderson Cooper. This was to let me turn my phone call. So, his name is Buckshot, and his name is, they call him L.C. Buckshot, Mr. Smith, what I call him. He is 90, almost 90, he'll be 92 years old in May, and he is still a police officer. He still goes to work every day. He still goes to church. He still works at the, work part of the, at the morgue. This man, even when I last seen this man, as a matter of fact, we're about to approach the anniversary of his son's death, which was Roger. I call him Fat Roger. But we're about to approach the anniversary of his passing because he died the day after my birthday, which I did not like. But um, that was the last time I physically saw um, Buckshot when I had to get him down here for his son's funeral. And that was my first time meeting him, fell in love with him. He's just an awesome man, but he's a no-nonsense man. Even when I met him, I was like, this man is not playing. Even though he did work for the police department, he was not one that you want to play with. Even at his age, and that was about 20-something years ago, he was not the one. This man outlived his kids, outlived wife. He just, he's still around. And I'm trying to get in touch with him. Well, not trying because I've been calling him. He just hasn't answered the phone to see if they're going to do something for his birthday because I would not mind flying to Arkansas to see him for his birthday, because I remember one time I did go down to Arkansas and visit him, and it was crazy because he had me, even though I had, because he like just got married. Me and my husband sleeping in Roger's old room. I said, boy, Roger would have a seat if he knew I was in his room with another person. <laughs> but I wanted to make sure that I visited Mr. Smith. So, you know, Mr. Smith, I'm proud of you. You've done a lot, and you hanging in there. So we talking about a long life. That's why I enjoy seniors. That's why I enjoy their wisdom. You know, when I start talking about Mother Dale, Mother Park, Mother Perkins, you know, Mother Hammond, you know, she passed some years ago, and Pastor, I mean, um, Pastor Hammond, these were individuals that lived 
Well, most of them are still alive that I named, but live long lives. And there's a reason why, because they took care of themselves. And they don't let stuff like that stress them out. Now, when we start talking about the self-care, and the self-care can prevent diseases or illnesses. Now, when we start talking about diseases and illnesses, we start talking about cancer, diabetes, hypertension, heart attacks, strokes. We've got to take care of ourselves. Even with COVID, we got to do better. Now, while self-care can prevent future health problems, it alone is not a cure or a treatment for disease or illnesses. So i got to put that disclaimer out there. For those living with a chronic disease, such as heart disease, cancer, however, practicing self-care may help the individual manage proving their emotional well-being. That's why when I be talking to my son and I talk to him the way I do, like I tell him, I have lupus. And I was diagnosed with lupus over 40-something years ago. And I'm glad that I don't have a lot of the symptoms that many individuals do. I mean, I've still got my hair, my skin. my fa- I used to say, well, if I get that stuff on my face, we got a problem. When I got that little spot on my face, I was like, really? No. But I noticed that some of the other symptoms, even with the rheumatoid, the arthritis, the, you know, things of that nature. So that's, therefore, I know I need to do better. So when we start talking about, again, like I said, your health, and your not only your, your your diseases, your mindset. When individuals are dealing with cancer, I notice that individuals that are positive, they're more happier. They're happy. They're not happy to be sick, but they're not. Their their behavior is different. Now, when we also start talking about these different things, and like I said. Improving your emotional well-being. Now, we have 12 minutes left on the show, and one of the things that it indicates is how can I start a self-care routine? Now, to get into a self-care routine, you have to practice self-care. You got to practice it. I had said something after um, I got notification about, a potential thing, and that I had shared with individuals because, I mean, I do enjoy talking on the radio, doing no doing television stuff, but if the opportunity is presenting stuff, I'm obedient. I said I need to go to a fat camp. So I said I was going to call my cousin or maybe go down there to the time with her, and then she was talking about coming down here for April, but I haven't heard from you cousin, so I don't know what's going on. But she's a fitness guru. And I used to, I learned how to play hide-and-go-seek in the gym. Because every time I spend time with her, I either have to eat healthy, go to the gym, or drink something that I don't know what the hell she's trying to give me. So, but I know she ain't trying to do me wrong, but that's just basically what she do. So we have to practice these things because practice do make perfect. You know, I remember one time I had a friend visiting she would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to Planet Fitness. I went one time, and all I couldn't wait to do was go eat. She would tease me with a bagel. It got to the point I would be in the room playing like I was asleep so she wouldn't come knock on my door. So she just start Ubering to the gym because she knew, Janet ain't getting up. Janet ain't going nowhere. And I'd be like, how are you getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning going to a gym? I don't want to see no gym at no 5 o'clock in the morning. But she did it. Thank you. Proud of her results. She was good. Come here, you daddy. Just didn't do it. <laughs> Just in case you're listening, to do it. So these are things, like I said, that we have to practice. And experts recommend starting small. Don't just try to do this marathon or lift all these weights and do it because it will tear your body up. That's one of the reasons why I didn't like going to the gym because I didn't like the pain afterwards. I would go, boy, my stomach be hurting, crunching. I was like, oh, I got to do all of this? If that's the case, I'd rather just deal with the way I got to look because I can't do all of this. 
But now I wish I really would have kept it up. I mean, I used to like playing co-ed softball. I used to like coaching. I used to like doing these things. My grandkids became kind of flaky. They weren't like my kids, so we got to do more. But the thing is, get your body right. Get it tight. Take care of yourself. Please take care of yourself. So like I said, start small. Choose one practice each week, and then weave it into your daily routine. Like I said, the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the financial, the environmental. Pick one. Focus on that. Work on it. Add another one. And just keep on until you can balance your life, and you will feel much better after you've done that. Now, I'm not going to make nobody no promises because some of this stuff I'm still working on myself. But the bottom line is we do have to do better. You know, I was I had an old friend over, and I hadn't seen him in a while. And he was talking about hiking. And I'm like, mm. And when he said that somebody got bit by a snake, I was like, mm-mm. I don't want to be in the woods and I don't know which way I'm going and all this other stuff. And my daughter was all into it and they talking about the trails. I'm not, mm-mm, this conversation, Jeanette can't even add no say to it, no nothing. Because Jeanette, Jeanette will walk down the street and sit on the, sit and wait on the bus. I can't, I, 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 I ain't going to say I can't because I can, but it's going to take incremental. And I don't want to be hiking nowhere where there's snakes. I don't do that. Now, I want to give you, 13 activities, and it says to build the perfect self-care day from these 13 activities. Exercise is one. Meditate. We're talking about meditation. There's a lot of different things people can do to meditate. Create something by building something. Get outside. Just smell the roses. Even if you got to go in your backyard, your balcony, or whatever, walk down the street, get outside, sleep, lay it down, and eat a healthy diet. Read a book, take a bath, just take a bath. And don't do, don't, don't, don't fall asleep in the bathroom. Don't, don't, don't do that one, you know. But again, if you say it's hard, if you're stressed out, these are some things you can do. Following self-care activities. Try yoga. Go for a walk or a run. Dance and stretch. You know, a lot of individuals minimize the importance. Stretching is very, very important. When I was in middle school at Willowbrook and they would tell us to touch our toes, touch our waist, put our hand up in the air, I used to think that was one of the dumbest exercises. But next, I do it now because I realize I'd be trying to, to work some things out. I'd be like, whoop. You know, I, I didn't realize how valuable that was because there's a lot of people that can't even put their shoes on or tie their shoes. But stretch, after a good stretch, oh, my God, I feel so much better. Go for a bike ride. Now, I know them seats. We, we need to do something about them seats on some of these bikes. You know, we got to get these little seats custom made for some of us. But still, a good bike ride, and again, taking out, that's also very, very important. So I gave you a lot of good tips, some information to help individuals along the way as they take care of themselves. And again, self-care is not being selfish. So please don't come, because you cannot pour from an empty cup. You know, there's a lot of business women out there, businessmen, parents. You know, if you're parenting a a toddler, an infant, a teenager, that takes a lot of work. I thank God my kids are grown. You know, I'm, I'm on grandma duty right now, and my grandma my duty is very selective. I, I, um, I know I'm a grandmother 24-7, but there's something I just won't entertain it's just something I just ain't got time for that. So when we're talking about parenting, and you can't just say I'm 
tap out, I'm done right now. But you do have to take care of yourself. After you finish with the cares of the baby or when the baby take a nap, you take a nap. You know, that's what I used to do when I had my kids and they were younger. When they would go to sleep, I would go to sleep. And I would sleep light so that I can hear when they would wake up because then I knew that was my time to wake up too. A lot of times parents try to, when their kids go to sleep, that's when they try to get a lot of things done, putting yourself on double duty because then when they're awake, you're tired and you don't have the energy that you normally would have because you've been so busy trying to do things and take care of things while they were asleep. So find the time and take you a nap. That is very, very, very important. Now, I'm looking at some other things. And like I said, I gave you guys a lot of information. You know, like I said, if you have a job where you – work long hours, you know, some individuals do what's called the 10-4. The, um, they work 10 hours a day, four days a week. Take you some time off every now and then because that job is going to make it with or without you. Share and make it seem like you don't want to take no time off. You don't, Like they used to say with the sick leave, you can use it or you can lose it. So vacation. Many individuals don't realize the importance of a vacation. When I go to Glen Ivy, I got me so many different bathing suits. I got I got bathing suits like I'm going to Hawaii or someplace, knowing I don't like the water, but I'm having a good time. So take a vacation. And even if you can't afford to take a vacation because you can't go anywhere right now, take a vacation in your home. Create that 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 scenery to where you seem like you in Jamaica or at the beach or the Bahamas or something. You know, like I said, I'm going to make my living room to the point to where once I put my pool table up and my TVs and my music, and I, I, I'm somewhere socializing as you join. I know that people haven't used that term in a long time, but I kind of grew up in pool halls and stuff like that. So, again, I want to say this because I know I'm running out of time, but slow now, I'm looking at something that's coming from housekeeping.com, and they talk about the approved solutions to creating the ultimate self-care routine. And they indicate slow and steady win the race, but surely haste makes weight. And it's been said many ways, but the lessons always remain the same. Making a change for the better, whether it's trying out something new, a new diet, you know, taking more steps in your life, keeping your home better organized, working on your relationship, which I didn't talk about relationships that much, but I want to say this with self-care. Love you. With a relationship, I've seen a lot of times where individuals are pouring into deadbeat relationships. Take care of yourself. Know your worth. Know your value. And that's for both male and female. You know, a lot of times men get caught up with women that um, you should have her alone. Or women deal with men, and it's like, you know, Paula White said it best. A relationship is healthy when I can be me, you can be you, we can be us. I can grow, you can grow, we can grow. If you see you're not growing in that relationship, time to leave that alone. Now, a lot of times individuals bite off more than they can chew. Smaller, obtainable goals can add up, create a big impact. So when it comes to your health, I really hope that you heard some of the things that I said because you only have one you. You know, I'll be talking about I'm going to get my sexy bag and I'm going to do all of that stuff. I'm working on that. But I know I'm not going to go back to looking like I did when I was 25, 20, 30 years old. But I do feel good about myself, and I want to continue that. So happy birthday to me. I will be on the air tomorrow. And I I want to talk about our gifts and our talents because a lot of us are not utilizing our gifts and knowing the difference between a gift and a talent. And that's when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch. 
So you can join me then, and then after tomorrow, that's when I'm about to start celebrating. Even though today was actually the day that I was born, but my death, my birth certificate says, I'm about to say death certificate, good Lord. My birth certificate says April the 7th. So I know my auntie called me yesterday because she gets confused other dates. Where the fourth was actually my parents would have been anniversary, would have been 57 years. But they're gone. May they rest in peace. And thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.